Hi, welcome to Overlanding from Home. My name is Anton. I'm an avid overlander, lover of nature, and humanitarian by heart. The past while, I've always been interested in the outdoors, and I want to hear about other people's experiences and their rigs. Yes, the big rigs, the small rigs, everything they've done to design them and how they plan it. I hope you enjoy listening. Let's find out who today's guest is. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and followers from pretty much all over the place. And, uh, I've been seeing the numbers; it's been looking really good, and uh, it looks like the, these podcasts are reaching far and wide, which is amazing. And today, I want to introduce Tim from Moto Testa. They're a Filipinian company, um, and I think they've got a great story. And uh, I think their environment and their regions are amazing. Um, lots of water, if I believe, uh, which allows mud. Um, and greenery. So uh, I just want to introduce Tim. Tim, thank you very much for, for signing in and, uh, um, and doing this podcast with me. Hi, uh, good, uh, good afternoon or good day uh, to all the listeners. Uh, I'm Tim Tuazon. Uh, I'm from the Philippines. You know, a few things. I, I remember you mentioned to me that, you've, uh, that you started this, um, this whole thing uh, because it was it just like a very untapped market. And there was, if I'm correct, there was no one that was doing fabrications on vehicles and things like that. That's correct, right? So you guys just decided to start bringing in some products and then converting uh, uh, overlanding or 4x4 machines into something that's a little bit more usable for your environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way back eight, Eight to ten years ago, uh, there's no equipment for overlanding. Um, there's a few few people who does go off-roading on a day day trips or uh, or uh, or uh, overnight or camping, but it's not an overlanding uh, grade equipment. So based on our background, um, our family started with my uh, parents and my uncles way back uh, when I was young. We do uh, road trips and uh, and do camping stuff. Um, then we decided to to get the product from different type of different countries and start overlanding. And then a lot of uh, our friends who are interested and join us. That's how how we started the business. Um, and then we love to invite people and introduce the overland lifestyle. That's how it's been started since 2009. So I'm, I'm, I'm busy looking at a few pictures here. There's one picture of you guys parked in a, in a riverbed uh, with your feet in the water and your vehicle in the water uh, while you're sitting on your chairs. I mean, that looks, it looks like it's really hot, but that background is just incredible. You've got uh, um, a hill or a mountain there full of green trees, the water flowing. Um, is that a common occurrence on a, on a weekend or do you have to go far far and wide in order to find those type of sceneries? All right. Um, the, on the photo that you saw, it's about the six-day trip. It's a uh, eight-hour drive from where we are going to the place. And then uh, since Philippines is an archipelago, uh, we consist of uh, a lot of island. For, to, to reach that place, we have to... Uh, to to uh, ride the roll-on, roll-off boat uh, for another wow. four hours to another wow. island. Is, it, is there a, yeah. is, is there, oh, sorry, but, uh, are there different ways to cross um, 
um, to cross over from island to island? I mean, uh, are there ferries that take vehicles? How does it generally work? Yeah. Um, okay. For, to cross island to island, you need to go to a port, uh, the nearest port to the next island. Then you have to ride a ferry. You have to be there early because there's no reservation. It's a first okay. come, first serve basis. So, so that then you book your ferry then you ride to the other side of the island you go exploring generally the filipino people are very hospitable so when they see a a, a tourist or a or a, or a foreign uh, yes. from another region they they uh, they're very friendly they try they try to help whatever they can uh, if you ask direction um, they'll, they won't, they, they won't, they won't, uh, they, uh, what do you call this? They, they will generally okay. help you. But, uh, the barrier is the, the English, English, uh, yes. uh proficiency, a uh, lot of outside the capital. It's, uh, not everyone can speak, uh, English or understand sure, sure. English. And, and fair enough. I mean, we have so many languages around the world. It's, it's quite a challenge for everyone to know, to know the same thing. So I'm just, I'm just having a squeeze at, at the map here. Um, and it's, it's, it does seem like there's some amazing scenery. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of coastline, a lot of the roads go around the coastline. So to go between the two or sorry, to go between the little islands must be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I, I've seen see Brunei is close by. Um, not that I don't think many people go there. I don't know what the safety like is there. You were saying about safety. So, so safety as an overlander or safety generally is, was a challenge, uh, at what about 12, 15 years ago, or is it still something that needs to be, uh, you know, looked into? Okay, regarding the safety, the safety as a general, uh, it's a challenge uh, 15 to 20 years ago, going outside the capital or going outside the, the main island of the Philippines. But uh, generally, right now, the, the main island of the Philippines and uh, the near, nearby islands uh, from the capital island, um, are generally uh, safer than before. So you can, it's, it's better when you go there, you have to go to the nearest uh, yes. municipal hall. I don't know what they call it. It's, just a, it's like a government uh, yes. uh, city hall. Then go to the tourism office and then register yourself. Uh, then you tell, tell them if they can ask a local guide that would be that have uh, that knows how to speak the local language yes. of that place. Yeah, that that's would fair help enough. A lot. I mean, I I would uh, I would probably do that uh, without even blinking. And so so you're in uh, Manila, right? And and then what yes. is it, you know is it a difficulty or is there a very different scenery when it gets to uh, Davao or um, I'm just reading some names here Bohol and all these different things I mean is is it the same type of scenery It's hot obviously hot and humid wet um, green beaches is it very over overpopulated for for drivers or can overlanders drive there and and not see anyone for uh, twenty kilometers for example. Ah, okay, for for the place that you mentioned, uh, let's say Davao and Bohol, they it's uh, 
Bohol is a different uh, scenario comparing to Manila and Davao because uh, Manila, Davao, and Cebu are our capital city. So it's mostly commercial, commercialized city. Outside Manila, let's say two, two hours away from Manila or two hours away from Cebu or two hours away from Bohol, it, the scenery changed drastically. It becomes more uh, nature-based scenery. Uh, in Bohol, it's a, it's a small city. It's mm -hmm. not a capital city. So 30 to 40 minutes away from from Bohol proper will be all nature. Oh, already. that sounds awesome! And 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 tell me, so so what what? Let's just let's just tell all all the listeners about your your vehicle. So, what are you driving at the moment? What's your off-roading vehicle? Oh, oh okay. Um, I I have a tendency to to be attached on uh, on on things that uh, I I love. So I don't sell my previous vehicle. So I started okay. with a Nissan Patrol. Um, I've done 380,000 kilometer on it. Uh, more than half are wow. mostly overlanding. So it's uh, a Z, ZD30 engine, uh, which I, I modified because uh, it's... Uh, Everyone knows it's an, a bit okay. under power, so modification. I still kept the car, even if it's sitting in the garage. So I'm right now. I'm using a Ford Ranger 3.2. I also have. I also restored a, a Land Cruiser Prado, the Series 90, the V6 one. I I, I restored one, and uh, I use it from time to time, and uh, I also have. Uh, uh, Land Rover Discovery 3, which I bring to overlanding a few times. But, uh, you know, with the Land Rover, the maintenance and the parts are a bit uh, yes. on the extreme side. So I still kept the car because it's a nice to drive. Drive it uh, for over town trips and the uh, city. But, yeah, uh, bringing it um off the beaten track would be another question due to the yeah, maintenance yeah. issue <laughs> I, that's interesting i mean I, I i i would i think everyone would love to be able to keep all of the all of their old rigs and vehicles but it's uh, it becomes a bit expensive uh, you know re re kitting things but i guess you can always just chop and change i mean uh, if it was possible i i i I'm I'm very interested. I mean, what what tires did you start off with, for example, and what tires are you using now on your Ford? All right, okay. Um, way back, way back twenty or twenty five years ago, um, there's not much parts here. So what we have access is uh, Yokohama Geolander or a Dunlop eighty uh, three. Those those are the only off-road tire that we can have way back 20, okay. 25 years ago. Then, then we have we have uh, we have uh, Cooper um, in early 2011. Uh, but right now, um, we're uh, I'm using a General okay. X3 tire, which is way way better. Uh, than all the previous tire that I use. Um, if if uh, uh, first time overlander or off roader would ask me, I would recommend the General 
X3 or uh, BFG KO2 for for the That's for their vehicle. I mean, I'm a I'm a big Cooper fan, and uh, I've 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 been around a few uh, a few different uh, tires and vehicles, and um, I know that the the generals are a, are a, are a pretty decent tire. Many many people go for them uh, for for overlanding, but I mean, obviously, you. What, when you go overlanding, what is your what do you want? Do you go for mud? Do you go just to get on a dirt track and and just drive until you find something? I mean, uh, obviously that depends on the tires that you that you're going to use. And um, uh, I, I know that the regions and the places I go on my humanitarian work is is uh, remote, but there are mostly roads. Uh, not always, but there are mostly roads. Um, so I'm using the the Cooper. Um, ST Maxes at the moment, um, which I really, really like. Um, I did look at the BFGs uh, and the KO2s, but the KO2s were designed, if I recall, the KO2s were designed for North American winter. So, you know, for you, I would believe it's more mud related, or am I am I wrong? I mean, uh, how does it work? Uh, what do you get out to, uh, yeah. to find when you overland? Okay. Uh, here in the Philippines, we have a very robust terrain. But uh, um, the, the travel here, it's a bit unique. Uh, for example, if you're going to go overlanding on a beach, um, to get to your destination, you probably drive 100 to 150 kilometer highway purely highway yes. expressway road, then only about 30 to 40 kilometers to reach your destination. So uh, selecting a mud tire wouldn't be that ideal because of the noise it generates and the high wear Correct. on the highway. So we generally we generally recommend an all-terrain tire for for the for the overlander here because of the distance that you need to travel on on road. So let's say you're going to the beach, mostly it's grassy to sand sandy portion. Uh, when you're going to the mountain, mostly rocky and uh, and mud. So um, a good combination of uh, a good altering very much help for longevity of the uh why we we recommend the general x3 because the general x3 it's uh based on our experience it's a that's a mud tire it looks like a mud tire but it's designed to be a multi-terrain tire it's uh it's a it's a best of all best of, of all worlds all terrain and uh it yeah it's quiet on the open road on the highway, on the expressway, it's pretty quiet. Um, with the ST Max, I use that on my Nissan Patrol. Um, what I experience with ST Max, because of the yeah. terrain that we travel, uh, mostly road and uh, only uh, 25% uh, off-road. Uh, it's the grip and uh, the grip and the performance is good, but it has a high wear. Only uh, for about uh, one and a half year, we already experienced even track wear, and uh, the noise became uh, higher and higher when when time comes uh, with age. Of very the very interesting. I, I'm I'm just having a look at the at the grabbers now, and uh, the, listen, they're a, they're a, they're a good tire, and for what you're explaining, it looks pretty perfect for 
you know, for what you for what you guys are doing. It's got a nice uh, what's the what's the ply on the side wall? Do you know? I, I can't see that here. It doesn't show. Okay. Um the general they 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 put on their specs three uh three ply. But each ply yeah, but each ply it's it's it has a different technology and it's thicker. So if you're going to compare with other tire, it's comparison to a 10-ply tire. So the three-ply of the general on the spec sheets, it's comparison to other tire that is 10-ply uh, thick. It's the oh, same wow. thickness okay. as a 10-ply tire. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we, yeah, uh, I have... I have two of my vehicles running on General Tire for about uh, three years now, and the the truck, the truck of a General Tire, the the bite, the 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 tire trucks are thirty percent thicker than any other brand that we measured. Uh, most of the trucks are eleven millimeter thick. The General is thirteen and a half millimeter thick. So the 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 service life of so the you, tire is you've definitely also longer. done your 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 homework and and you definitely know what you're talking about i mean i'm just looking at, at a few pictures here you 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 also ride the um the big off-road uh, dirt bikes um but the mud dude i mean this is something that i would love yeah, to yeah. i would but wouldn't love to experience is to is to come there and do an overlanding trip with some of that thick heavy rain solid soaking clay mud i mean it must just get completely soaked in your tires and you can't get it out until it dries yeah um i've been to that scenario twice already it's uh, only a four 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 to five kilometer off-road track to a hidden underground cave but it has a microclimate and if it rains uh you wouldn't have any chance to get out unless uh, tractor pull you out. So we've been stuck there twice for 24 wow. hours already with the only five kilometer off-road tracks. Absolutely nuts. I mean, uh, we don't, we get, uh, in Africa, we get a lot of rain in the central band of Africa. Uh, and I mean a lot of rain, like uh, this is a true scenario in, in uh, Nairobi and Kenya, the one night um, during the rainy season. It started raining at about three o'clock in the afternoon, and the moment it it looks like it's going to be raining heavily, everyone just goes home, because you can sit in your vehicle. And this is a true story. I was supposed to have a meeting in Nairobi, and um, the guy phoned me. He said, "Listen, I'm not going to make it. It's going to rain. Let's let's catch up tomorrow." And 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 we were at our hotel, and I was like, "No, sure, you know that's perfectly fine." And he told me the next day that it took them. Um, it took them eight and a half hours to go five kilometers. That was because of the of of how heavy the rain was. Yeah, and uh, you know it was raining, and then yeah, after yeah. five hours, um, we were all thinking, you know, okay, well the rain's going to start calming down now. It's surely it's had enough, and the rain got harder. And an hour later, I'm going, no ways, you know, the rain's going to start calming down now, and the rain just got harder, and the whole night it just kept going. So I listen when it starts raining in some countries, you just go home and it to get stuck like that would, uh, you know, you would have to have a good rooftop tent and good and good shocks and tires in order to try and get as far as you can. That's completely crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we here we have that experience that's, too. That's uh, it's either awesome or not. I mean, I don't know if people are get up for that type of. 
um, of that type of stuck. I mean, I've never experienced that type of mud. Um, I've experienced mud and things like that, but not at that <laughs> level. And uh, it's it's completely, completely crazy. So um, I see you obviously do shocks. You do a, a lot of the big brands, um, Tough Dog and... Uh, uh, you um, just just to go back a little bit. What what fridge are you running in your vehicle at the moment? Is it a Waco? Uh, yeah, it's a Dometic Waco ninety five uh, liter fridge. An army. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, when we go overlanding, um, six six rigs are six rigs just, just our family. family. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we travel uh, the entire. Uh, most of our family are very adventurous, from my parents to my to my sister to my uh, uncles. So they're all adventurous. So Jeez, six rigs are just for family. <laughs> that's that's high. Listen, I'm I'm only laughing because that's logistically that is that could be a complete nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So we do also um, we do also some yes. medical mission when we can, uh, because there's a lot of remote places that don't have access to some medical facility. So we try to bring uh, some of our friends, medical personnel, and some some medicine to to some place that we can reach yes. that has no medical uh, help. So, that's that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, are you are you working uh, with the government, for example, to be a a a outdoor rescue service? You know, where you can take product or, or people. I mean, I I've been talking with my local government about doing this, um, uh, about being able because of the of the vehicle that I drive and the way that I run my vehicle and 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 the equipment uh, to be able to go into certain areas where a lot of the government vehicles. Um, uh, can't you know whether whether um, they just don't have the right tires or um, or the four by four type of system. So yeah, it's 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 really interesting, and I, I would I would love it to I'd love to hear that you're able to to talk to your government um, and get it uh, and and get some form of um, official movement in order to support the regions because you have thick forests, you have thick rain, and not everyone has. Um, has a tractor to just pop out there and go and drop something off, you know? Yeah. Oh, with regards with that, uh, we don't usually coordinate with the government uh, for the safety reason, because uh, in a very remote place, there's maybe some yes. insurgent or rebel that we don't want to be affiliated with any government. So what we do, we coordinated with local local churches or local me yes. uh, medical personnel or NGO. So we coordinated with them. Then they coordinated to the local local people or local on the particular place that we will go to without any government affiliation for our for our own safety. That's safety very that's safety. very smart. That is very, very smart. And I completely understand that i mean uh we don't we don't have the insurgents or terrorism like you do in certain parts of the world i mean uh, uh some of it's old some of it's new and um that's amazing to you that's really really clever and very smart uh because you're right there are a lot of targets i have worked for uh, military and defense in the past so i uh even now i will not travel into africa with a wedding ring on 
um, because I don't want uh, I don't want there to be any way of uh, of knowledge of my history and my family life, you know. So I'm very under the radar when I when I when I do things. So that's a very very smart way to do it, and I I applaud you with that. That is um, fan, fan, fantastic. I I really I really like to like to hear that. I mean, I'm a big fan of supporting the locals, and that's why I do my humanitarian work. Is I go into rural areas um, in Botswana, Namibia, and other countries that don't get the right attention. And I give, uh, I treat the kids for reading glasses so that they can see properly. Um, so I, I, I completely agree yeah. for you. Well, sorry, for me, the big issue is funding. I mean, that's, that's the problem is finding, finding the money to fund this type of thing is a, is a bit of a challenge. So um, it does take time to get funding. And uh, if you get the churches supporting and the local NGOs and they say, here's the product, you know, you can, and, if you can get it there, take it. You know, that's that's fantastic. Um, here, the funding, what we do, uh, in our off-road or overlanding community, we we usually announce that we have a medical mission and a trip to this place. And uh, the one who wants to join, they fund their self. And if they want to donate some medical or equipment or or medicine, they can donate and then we will ask the doctors to procure it and bring it and pack it. So it's basically each and everyone who joins, we fund ourselves to, to bring the help. So we don't ask any funding from any LGU or NGO or churches. So what we That's bring there amazing, is all, and all I, our I, and, and And I, I just ask anyone listening to this, if you are interested in order to try and help and support this initiative, it is really needed. Uh, not only mine, but ones like this um, are really, really uh, positive and supportive. And um, I want to, I want to move on to a few other questions here because it sounds like I can sit and talk to you for another hour, which I'm pretty sure listeners are going to want to move on from. So, um, is this a fam? This is clearly a family affair. I mean, it's clearly a, um, you know, if you've got six rigs heading out in one. In, in in one outreach, that's flipping, that's gnarly. So, um, you you're married, you have kids, right? Uh, I I'm married, but we don't have kids yet. Uh, I'm uh, I'm married okay. for uh, nine years already. Jump on the bandwagon, dude! Come on, come on, get kids. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, for if you want to uh to see some of the documentaries that we made for one of our medical mission. It's on the YouTube uh, page. Uh, I forgot the title, but it says, I think it's Tubo Abra. It's a, in the middle, central Luzon, a part of central Luzon. It's, uh, I think it reached, took us 12 hours driving wow. off-road. Wow, to, I'm just uh, trying to, uh, I'm, I'm on your... I had a look at your uh, um, one of the links on your YouTube channel, and it's 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 pretty amazing. I mean, you have such great scenery, and I'm going to look for this one that you're talking about, um, and just try and try and get a good idea. But what I'll do is, yeah, I can, know, folks, uh, you can go and have a look in the um, in the links below, uh, and and all the links will be on the um, on the page. Uh, that you can go and uh, just quickly click on and uh, and view Instagram and all of that type of thing. So that's 
that's pretty that's pretty cool i mean i i really like to i really like to hear that so so tell me i mean you you've you've obviously done all your own work right you've obviously done all your own fabrication on the vehicle yourself your what what deep cycle battery are you running at the moment okay uh the battery that i'm using right now on my uh on my ford ranger uh i use Trojan AGM okay. battery. It's a hundred amp battery with uh, with a watt with solar a, with input. Uh, with a two hundred watt Is solar panel. panel. Or a, 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 a flexi panel. Wow, it's a fixed watt. panel. That's quite big. Are you 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 you've obviously put that on your rooftop tent, right? Yeah, I have a rooftop tent. Uh, I prefer also okay. to have That's a rooftop enough. tent than a ground tent. That's fair enough. And um, what's your rooftop tent? Uh, currently, um, the yes. brand that we carry right now is Front Runner. The suspension is Kony. Um, and then uh, we also have the deck drawer okay. system for pickup trucks. Yeah, that's the that's the our own brand that we yeah, import and distribute here in the well, Philippines. Um, uh, so um, yeah, they 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 make uh, some really really good stuff, and their initiative uh, is is really nice. They're they're a big brand, and they've become global, which can create some challenges. But their products yeah. are 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 generally oh. rock solid. And um, I've been doing these one minute Instagram uh, posts. I don't know if you've seen any of them about um, uh, hacks on vehicles. And yeah, um, it's it's. You know, they actually reached out to me after I made a bit of a complaint about some of their stuff rusting, and they're going to send me new stuff. So they they definitely honor if something's gone wrong, which is really good. And I'm glad that you're using Frontrunner. It's a good South African brand. Um, so you're running a 200 yes, amp yes. power uh, um, solar panel. You've got a 100 amp power um, AGM battery, which is pretty much the same as what I have. Uh, I'm running a 100 watt uh, solar panel actually. Um, and uh, do you do you have a, um, a lot of lights? I mean, what's your favorite part on your rig? What is the favorite thing that you love to do? Is it making tea in the morning, uh, playing PlayStation? Uh, I don't Obviously, you don't play PlayStation when you're out in the bush. But, um, you know, I'm being facetious. But what, <laughs> what is your, what do you, what's the, what's the favorite uh, modification you've done in your vehicle that you love? All right. Um, well, the the most is to have the fridge and yes. the drawer system to organize all my things. Now, um, the the most modification that I appreciate is upgrading the suspension because it's make your life uh, more comfortable traveling eight to twelve hours on and okay. off road with a good suspension. It's make you more. To have more energy setting up and enjoying the campsite okay, okay. when you That's reach your enough. destination. I, mean, I I can oh, let me move this. Sorry, I can respect it. I'm I'm big on uh, uh, you know the, the the most important modification to me on my vehicle. Or it isn't a modification. The most important item on my vehicle to me are my tires. So I'm just one of those guys that I don't like to add, make it higher yep. and bigger and whatever it is. But also, I don't have the environment that you do. You need that uh, that raised four by four effect, whereas for me, I don't really need it. You know, um, so it's a very very important item for you. I completely get that, and uh, I reckon if you guys can uh, um, uh, can keep doing what you're doing and inviting 
people to, in, in, you know, to come along with you. It's a great environment. I mean, uh, uh, there's just so much of your area that I know nothing about. And I, um, I'm super, super excited to hear the projects that you're doing, uh, the modifications that you're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I want to ask you just to end this off because we're on 38 minutes already. And I, I, I want to, I want really want to carry on chatting, but we can't, but I, I want to ask you, what is your best and your worst, uh, um, your best and your worst moments on a track? All right. Um, I wouldn't say worse because what I believe it's, if it's all planned out, then it's not an adventure. So we're adventure seeker. Um, you, we always find uh, enjoyment and uh, best for everything that happens uh, when we're out. So uh, I would say um, it's an enjoyable time, but it's the most extreme that we have. So, uh, but it's not worse, but it's the most extreme. So we we uh, I and my friends about uh, were around ten vehicles. Yes. We we found a truck. It's a it's an old World War II uh, evacuation trucks of the Japanese army. We found it on an old map. So we agreed to uh, to explore wow. it. So on our our assessment, we told our family that we're going to have an overnight trip to explore a tracks. So when we reached that location, it's all. Uh, landslides, uh, fallen trees, a, a tree that has diameter of at least uh, four people. Wow. So we, well, well, to cut that story short, we will, we were stuck on that place for about four days before we reached, but we decided not to go back, but we decided to push through and reach the other side. It's a 120 kilometer mountain forest track so it's uh we, it took us four days on uh recovering from 10 a.m to 8 p.m continuously we have uh one broken axle on a defender we overhauled the entire differential on the bush <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we tried to strap as a mobile phone on a drone just to text our family that we're still alive. Really? Yes, <laughs> epic. I mean, I can, I, I, I can send you the YouTube link of that also. So, um, there's no signal. Basically, we forgot to bring our sat phone. So our families have already trying to contact the authorities to organize a search and rescue. Wow. They agreed on the fifth day they're already going to do a search and rescue but luckily on the fourth day in the lunchtime we were out and we called them so <laughs> so yeah i can send you i can send you that youtube link do also. It, please i would i would love to watch that that sounds that sounds amazing i mean that you know that's the I say this, and I, I, I said it yesterday to uh, um, Mandir on the from our overlanding uh, chat um, in Oman, and um, you know I, I say it every time is that no good story ever starts off with when you go to the kitchen um, to boil the kettle to make a cup of tea. You know, it's it's it it starts <laughs> off with no. Well, we we had to strap a phone to a drone so we could send a message. You know, that's a 
That's amazing. I mean, I was watching about six months ago a series, a very unfortunately American-made series um, on lost gold in the Philippines, I think it was, uh, where the Japanese had had hidden gold and all sorts of different things. And, um, you know, I love watching that type of history and that type of thing. I think it's, I think it's awesome. <laughs> you know, even if it's 50% true, it's still pretty cool to, uh, to sit and experience and just see some of the stuff that, that, that you guys have go through. And, and listen, thank you very, very much for what you've, uh, chatted with me about Tim. I'm really stoked about, um, about hearing all this. And I'm really amazed that you guys are doing such a good job out there and, and keep building the good rigs. And if you have any questions and people you want to reach out to, I think, um, guys, uh, all, all my listeners go on to, uh, the website. It'll be in the link below, uh, the Instagram page too. And, um, Tim, thanks a lot, man. I, I know it's late afternoon there for you guys and you're kind of winding down. So I'm going to sign off from here, but um, we'll definitely keep in touch and, and send that link through. I'm pretty keen to uh, to see what your experience was. Yeah, sure, sure. I hope one day you can visit us here. I'll bring you around. That would be amazing. I'd love it. Uh, money depending, I would definitely love it. So thanks again, Tim. And enjoy uh, enjoy your, 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 your evening and um, we'll definitely keep in touch. All right. Okay, sure. Thank you. Have a good evening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.